Hello and welcome to another edition of Chesapeake Hockey Week. I'm your host, Scotty Waz. How's it going? Happy Valentine's Day. Uh, my, the Cupid shot me with a sinus arrow, so that's why I'm going to sound stuffed. But we were also stuffed full of Maryland hockey action. That sounded not so great. We'll move on from there. But hey, we have a lot on our docket. Uh, the mock the mock playoffs happened this weekend out there in New Jersey. We'll talk about that. NCAA Stevenson, both men's and women's, were on uh, on different trajectories, as it were. Team Maryland went uh, went out this weekend, take on PHC. Towson uh, starting to wrap up their season. Maryland women and Loyola women wrap up their seasons, and we got some D3 goodness ahead of everything else. But we'll start with the mock playoffs, and we'll kind of go uh, not really in a linear fashion We'll go a little bit all around. We'll start with Thursday night, and that was a play-in game between the number five seed Drexel Dragons and the number four seed Stevenson University Mustangs. In this game, Stevenson uh, really showed how much they've grown this season. They have been a team that has, uh, since the semester came back, have a new little bit of a, a refresher for them. Unfortunately, they didn't have many games to show that off in, but puts them as an outlier uh, for everything that's going on uh, during the season, so they make it to the playoffs in the play-in game uh, and drawing Drexel, and they, they offensively, it was all Stevenson this game. First period, out shooting them 8-2, to two, plenty of chances there. Um, not much happened in the score sheet for that one, so no scoring in there. Uh, Drexel started to come back a little bit. They had a, uh, a, late, power pl- uh, a late power play, didn't yield much, but kind of evened up the shots at 9, and uh, with under four, with under five minutes remaining, rather, uh, Simon Rosenblum for Drexel gets him on the board first with his seventh of the season. Uh, that puts them up. That was right before the power play that Drexel got. So uh, there we go. Drexel up one nothing going into the third period. Very quick game in this one. Not a lot of penalties called. Referees really letting them uh, just play. Let them play like the bad news bears. And then that's when things started to turn Stevenson way in that third period. Started with Sean Blahut with the, his fifth of the year, 139 and making quick work of uh, everything going on. His fifth of the year, Bryce Doherty with his third assist, Nick Hoover with his seventh assist, and then Stevenson just started to pick it up. They got one power play, but they were putting the shots on Drexel uh, left, right, and center. 17 total shots in the third, but still, with under five minutes remaining, it was a tie game looking as if we're going to overtime, but Nick Hoover on a power play. Uh, gets it going. I think they screwed up the power plays, how they listed them in, to be quite honest. I think 338 left, whatever. In any case, uh, Nick Hoover uh, gets the uh, the a nice little wrister. A lot of traffic in front, was able to get that one through everybody, and Alou Drexel's goaltender for his second of the year. That makes it 2-1. to one. Michael Hughes with his fifth assist, Brendan Jesse with his eighth assist of the season, and uh, Stevenson up 2-1 to one with, under a minute, with a minute remaining, actually. Chris Robinson... Uh, puts home an empty netter, and with five seconds remaining, Jonah Carlson uh, puts home an empty netter. It was Robinson seventh, Carlson second, and uh, we got ourselves a dub for Stevenson. Jonathan Vitti with 15 saves in this one played solid when he was tested, and Stevenson move on to take on the number one seed rider on Friday uh, Friday night. And they were the second game, uh, two rinks there at the at the Iceland Ice World Iceland. I think it's Iceland in Hamilton, New Jersey. Uh, they were the second slated game in this one, so since we're working in a linear fashion, we'll go to the first game first, and that was Maryland and Delaware. These teams had played the week before in a, in a battle to see who would get the designation of home ice, and Delaware won that one, so they were the home team in this one. 
uh, Maryland, uh, boy, howdy. This this was a game, and you guys can seek this one down on the Maryland Hockey Network and 412 Communications. Uh, they simulcast it this one, so whichever one you can type in faster, uh, you can go ahead and check those out with uh, James Witherite and Matt Facillo on the call. Uh, a lovely call and a lovely game overall. Maryland started off really hot in this one, putting a lot of shots on Joey Hooper down at the Delaware at the Delaware net, nothing going there. They outshoot Delaware 13-8, no scoring in the first period. Delaware then starts to kick it into deep gear. Uh, and again, not really much going on for Delaware there. Outshooting 13-7, but no scoring. Then we get to the uh we get to the third period. Kind of an even matchup, just kind of a kind of a stalemate almost. A lot of rushes in, but not a lot of quality, quality chances in this one. And we go nothing, nothing into the third. And then we get to the overtime. And boy, howdy. Overtime was something else. First, it starts off with Maryland getting a penalty for tripping and killing off that power play against and killing it so much so that they transition to a goal. First, it, uh, we'll rewind a little bit. In the early going of the period, it looked like Liam Eden had ended it, but the puck just went off the crossbar. Maryland tack, you know, starts going on the ice thinking it's a goal. Delaware's going the other way. They're pleading for an... Uh, a uh, too many men on the ice situation, not given there. A lot of confusion in there. And uh, we were uh, sat there, face off at center ice. But during the uh, penalty kill on this, Max Noonan with a great play to uh, stop the breakout for the Delaware Blue Hens. He breaks in 2 on 1, finds Eden cross ice, Eden backhand, or forehand, backhand, goal light, and finally gets the victory. In this, and he gets uh, his 19th of the season. Max Newham's 24th. Maryland wins it one to nothing in quite the thriller of a game. Uh, something like I said, you guys should go ahead and check out. Both goaltenders were fantastic in this. Uh, Henry uh, Peltier with his uh, with a shutout here for 27 saves. Joey Hooper had a great game for 27 saves of his own. And overall, just one of the an instant classic. Just one matching minor situation between uh, Max Newham and Graham Klein, but. Uh, that was that. So Maryland advances on to the championship game. They take on the winner of Ryder and Stevenson, and this one was a close one too. Uh, Ryder, the number one seed in this, they were playing on home ice, so they had the crowd behind them. Uh, and even so, it was a situation where uh, Ryder got on the board first in the second, but Stevenson was holding them off big time. Shockingly enough, there is no, uh, <laughs> no, no, nothing. There's nothing here in terms of what Stevenson or, or what the game sheet is. It's not a good look for the ACHA or the MAC, but we digress. In any case, uh, Stevenson ties it back up again, a wrap around uh, goal to tie it. Didn't hear by who, and Ryder's TV is not archived. So uh, that's what happens there. Uh, so they tie the game up, but late into it, uh, Ryder then gets the second goal. Uh, Stevenson cannot equalize. They drop this one two to one. Jonathan Vitti faced a ton of shots. He played very well once again uh, in net. And uh, unfortunately, Stevenson could not make it an All-Maryland final or make it yet another matchup between Ryder or, or between Maryland and Stevenson, which we saw earlier in the year. And those games were pretty barn burners too. So Maryland takes on Ryder in the final, and it was uh, not uh, not to again. MAC and Ryder not putting up the score sheet. That's not cool, bro. And it was really too many to not enough in this one. Uh, eight to nothing. Ryder takes it. A uh, ton of goals on the other side. And uh, really, Mar what Maryland did, or what Maryland didn't do, 
was play a little bit disciplined hockey. I mean, you could say what say what you will about whatever. Just a lot of penalties, a lot of power plays against. Just couldn't break out of their uh, defensive zone. Trying to shake things up by putting Max Newham and, and Liam Eaton on the line together, trying to break up, get their two top guys in there, try to s- trigger something. Uh, Peltier kind of hung out to dry a little bit a couple times. Just a lot of good shots from Ryder. Uh, you know, like I said, power plays were crucial and uh, eight to nothing as Ryder takes the uh, the mock and it looks like all the other uh, teams are now out because the only, as it seems, the regionals will be Ryder and nobody else from the mock in that. So uh, tough, uh, tough times for Maryland and Stevenson, but both win a game for Stevenson. It was their first, uh, their first playoff win in uh, program history out of five years. Pretty awesome to see that. And uh, I think when you look at it too, it's a good building block for these guys uh, going forward. I mean, Gavin Kane for Stevenson stood out a ton in this one. He, um, uh, Brian Teske on defense for Maryland is a wave of the future. I mean, Max Newton has another year left, I do believe, of eligibility. Uh, so, I mean, it's a good it's a good building block for these two teams. I mean, we'll see how they go. But their season's not over as of yet. Crab pot this weekend. Stevenson will take on Navy in the first round. Maryland will take on Towson. And we will get ourselves quite the uh, barn burner there. All those games will be, I believe, on the Brigade Sports Complex YouTube channel, possibly on Maryland Hockey Network. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, depends on how they're able to get set up and uh, things of that ilk. But go ahead and check that out. Uh, we will put some stuff up uh, in, a, in accordance to the Crab Pot as well. And, uh, yeah, it will be a good time had by all. The Stevenson Mustangs NCAA men's side um, were doing some work. They have had a great second half of the season. They have really grown at leaps and bounds, and they had their final weekend against Wilkes uh, and Stevenson in a battle in this one. No scoring in the first period, and really no scoring through the second period as well, but that's until Liam McCanny, who has just been spectacular for the Stevenson squad, uh, goes ahead and rips home yet another goal. Anthony Starzy and Austin Master on the assist, and we are uh, Stevenson up one to nothing. It was late until the third. They held him off, but uh, late in the third, Matt Kochi of Wilkes on the power play, unassisted, ties the game up with under four minutes remaining, and that means we head to overtime in Wilkes-Barre Scranton, and that's when Liam McCanny makes short work of it there. An overtime goal, two for him, two for Stevenson. It's Liam McCanny, two. Wilkes, nothing. Aiden Graham, with the assist on McCanny's game winner. That also sealed up the MAC Conference for Stevenson as they go undefeated in regulation uh, in the MAC uh, side of things. So another banner for them to hang up. One of the banners they need to go ahead and uh, look forward to as they look to that UCHC title as well. So Friday's win, uh, also Ryan Kenny in this Friday's win. Uh, made 38 saves in this one. A huge, huge game. A lot of shots in this as well. So it was a 38-39 uh, uh, shot in favor of Wilkes. But held him off, get the dub, trying to go for the sweep this weekend. And this was a little bit more of a festive game on Saturday. As 32 seconds in, Wilkes gets on the board quickly. Christian Bloomquist unassisted, uh, makes it one to nothing. Wilkes, and then four minutes later, Matt Kochi again. Two to nothing this time uh, by uh, even strength means. 
And it's two to nothing very quickly for that. Stevenson was trying to uh, press after that, and they do with Evan Beers getting uh, getting another goal from the point there. Two to one. Austin Masters, Frank Vitucci on the assist there, and then the close to the middle of the frame in the second, Anthony Starzi makes it two to two from John Musella and Aiden McDowell, and then we got ourselves a tie game through two in the third period. Two forty in Lorenzo Marcolin with a 3-2 goal for Wilkes. Puts them ahead, but it was only short-lived as two minutes and 18 seconds later. Hey, who else? Liam McCanny pots home yet another one, his third of the weekend from Austin Master, and it is 3-3. Three three. Neither team could find the equal the, the go-ahead goal. Neither team could find the winner in overtime. We go to a shootout, and this was a, uh, this was a hell of a shootout, a nine-round shootout. That ended with Eric Olsen being the only goal scorer for either side to give uh, the, the Stevenson Mustangs that extra point in the UCHC side of things. Ryan Kenny, 27 saves on this one, and Stevenson was firing in at the Wilkes direction. 45 shots on goal for that, three going in, and then, of course, the OT or the shootout winners from there. So, Stevenson, now they will clinch second overall. In the UCHC, they will host the first-round game, which is, uh, I believe, to be determined as of yet. Nothing really has come through the pike that I have seen. So, uh, And I'm recording this a little early because I don't want my voice to go out uh, ahead of time. So we are uh, going to be looking out. That will probably happen next weekend. These playoffs usually transpire pretty fast. We'll see what happens and uh, move onward and upward from there for the Stevenson men's side of the coin. As for the Stevenson women, they were at home this weekend, their last home series uh, of the uh, of the season for them. And uh, they took on Manhattansville, and Manhattansville gave them quite the test. But Stevenson does get on the board early in the first period, 321 in on the power play. Cassie Campbell from Aslan Bray and uh, Kelly Joe Zagula makes it one to nothing Stevenson early. But uh, Manhattanville get their power play goal back. Gabriel Cox makes it a tie game, 718 into the frame, and then... Again, 13-31 in the frame, Gabriel Cox with the 2-1 uh, to one, uh, goal there. But power play, again, really crucial for Stevenson. T. Ferrara puts one home from Carly Aguirre and Gracie Payne. 2-2 two to two with under a minute remaining, and that's how we go into the first intermission. In the second period, though, uh, Manhattanville gets out in front late into the frame. Katrina Chinetti gets uh, the go-ahead goal, 3-2. to two. Uh, against uh, Stevenson, Manhattanville up three to two late into the second period, and uh, they kept firing. They really put a lot on Ansley King. King solid in net when tested, uh, made 24 saves for this game, but Stevenson could not find the equalizer, and they dropped this one three to two, getting outshot 27-25 uh, on that. So short memories trying to go into Saturday's game, the last home game of the year and it was uh not so not so great not so great 49 seconds in Katrina Chinetti pots one home leaving uh picking up where she left off uh making it one nothing Manhattanville and then with under four minutes remaining on the power play Gabrielle Cox makes it two to nothing for Manhattanville but less than a minute later after that goal T Ferrara gets Stevenson to within one on a nice little uh passing play between her and Aslan Bray puts it home two to one going into the intermission but Coming out of the intermission, the second period was all Manhattansville. First off, Gabrielle Cox with the uh, another goal just about seven minutes into the period makes it three to one. Then uh, Bryce Schmidt 
4-1 to one there in the midpoint of the period. And then Meg Stacy with uh, about five minutes remaining in the frame, makes it 5-1 to one for Manhattansville. They were able to hold off Stevenson after that, and that's how she ended there. 5-1 uh, to one the final. Manhattansville sweeps the weekend. It was a tough night for the goaltenders. Olivia DeGuire lets in four goals. She got uh, pulled after the fourth one. She made 17 saves. Ansley King made uh, 21 saves. So it was a shooting gallery against the uh, Stevenson Mustangs in this one. Uh, but they unfortunately could not get the W there. Uh, outshot 43-19 to in this. One more weekend for the Stevenson women before the playoffs. They will travel up to Acadia and uh, take on the... Uh, I don't know what Acadia is. The Marauders? Something or other. Uh, they will take on Acadia University, and then we'll have to see where they're seated in the UCHC playoffs as well for, uh, yeah, the second season. Team Maryland goes up the shore, heads up to Holladell, just uh, north-southwest uh, of, uh, southeast, rather, of Philadelphia. Take on the Philadelphia Hockey Club from Holladell. Uh, Friday, Saturday set in here and uh, boy this was a firing gallery uh, especially game one on Friday night uh, as uh, yeah Philadelphia Hockey Club Team Maryland T uh, PHC gets started early Lex Friesen 358 into the frame with his 12 makes it one nothing early uh, for PHC Team Maryland with uh, a minute and one second later however get a nice little uh, goal of their own to nod it up Tommy Tracy leaves it for Matt O'Donnell Matt O'Donnell with a big rush uh, Big-time rush, as the old band was. Uh, it makes the Philadelphia Hockey Club's defenders tangle up their own feet. Gives him a lot of room, a lot of time, a lot of space. He pots it home for his fifth of the year, Matt O'Donnell. Tommy Tracy, his ninth assist of the year. Then PHC really putting the pressure on, trying to get that uh, that game-breaker, and they did with under a minute remaining on the power play. Justin Nakagawa with his 14th of the season uh, puts it home the only penalty of the period goes against Team Maryland and uh, PHC make, makes them pay and it is two to one going into the second uh, PHC again continuing on with their offensive uh, prowess in this but Colin Berkey was solid in net stopping all 12 shots thrown at him in the second period as well as the 10 thrown at him in the third period but Team Maryland was pressing on their own especially in the third a lot of shots on 15 in the third, to be exact, uh, three power plays helped that out a whole heck of a lot, too. Uh, but not able to find the equalizer. All the scoring in the first period. PHC wins this one 2-1. to one. Berkey with 39 saves in the defeat as Team Maryland looks to uh, try to bounce back on Saturday night against the uh, the same Philadelphia Hockey Club. It would be very odd if they... Uh, uh, traveled along and and team Maryland gets off to a very quick start in the first period as it took them all but three minutes and 13 seconds to get on the board first as a uh, great play by Devin Jolly to jump the play intercepting a pass in the neutral zone taking up dropping off to Morley Phillips Phillips drops it to Sean Donahue and Donahue just rips one home for his 10th of the year Phillips's ninth assist Devin Jolly's 13th assist team Maryland up early in this they keep it going in the middle part of the frame as Connor McCow. Picks the puck up and goes a little bit end-to-end ski as he gets his third of the year coming down the right side, putting it short side on the PHC goaltender, Cross Sherman. It stinks for him as Connor McCall gets his third of the year. Tommy Tracy, his 10th assist. Team Maryland up uh, a uh, 2 to nothing going into the break. But uh, PHC would come back. I mean, Team Maryland held him, uh, PHC, pretty well. 
I mean, they dominated the first part of the uh, the first period. The second uh, period, they had control over in the uh, in the second period. But under five minutes remaining, boy, PHC really piles it on. First with 4:25 ref, just uh, Justin Nakagawa with his 15th of the year to start things going, uh, and then less than a minute later, Carter Newlin with his eighth of the year, and then just two minutes after that. Noel Meyer with his third of the year puts PHC gives them quick uh, three quick goals in three minutes and eleven seconds. Yeah, three to two going into the th- second intermission in the third period. Uh, it was uh, PHC unfortunately getting the uh, insurance goal just about midway part nine fifty into the frame. Ethan Byrne with his eighteenth of the year, and that's really all she wrote for that one. As uh, shots were tied 36-36, but the goals were not. 4-2, PHC wins this one. Colin Berkey with 32 saves in the uh, defeat. Standing-wise right now, not too great for Team Maryland. They're sitting at the bottom of the table, uh, 41 points. They're really honestly not that far behind. They're only a point below PHC and the Philadelphia Little Flyers, who they'll take on the Philadelphia Little Flyers this week. Uh, on uh, two, today, actually, so you could probably, depending on when you're watching this, you can catch it on Hockey TV Live or have to catch the VOD like I will. Uh, and then they're only 10 points out of uh, second place with ProTech, and they'll take on the 87s. And like I said, they'll take on uh, the Philadelphia Little uh, Little Flyers. I don't know why I put PLC, but they'll take on the Little Flyers on Tuesday afternoon and then go up to New Jersey and take on the 87s, who are top of the table at 52 points. Uh, and they will take those guys on Friday afternoon. Towson starting to wind up their season as the ECHA is starting to wind down their season. Uh, this was a makeup game from December 10th uh, due to some uh, COVID issues, I do believe, on the Westchester side of things. Uh, this was the makeup game as Westchester comes into town, and they were not great guests at all as uh, they beat Towson 8-1. to Started off good enough for Towson. Justin Brown gets his 11th of the year, 236 in, and that puts them up one to nothing. But then penalty troubles rear their ugly head uh, for the uh, Tigers. They really couldn't get any offense going after that one. And five uh, 5:48 into the frame, Emerson Emery with his sixth of the year ties the game for Westchester. But again, penalties really stymied any kind of chance that Towson had to make any momentum. Uh, we stayed tied through the first, and then the second period, hey. Power play goals start to happen for Westchester. Jacob Vitulo, his 11th of the year, 321 in, makes it 2-1. to one. Then, 22 seconds later, Joey Kubiaki with his 20th of the year. That makes it 3-1. to one. Emerson Emery, later in the frame, gets his 7th of the season, just about uh, with 515 remaining in the frame. Uh, his second of the game, 7th of the season. Uh, then Jacob Vitulo, another goal for him, his 12th of the year. With under five minutes remaining, then Aiden Smith on the power play with under two minutes remaining in the frame uh, makes it 6-1. to one. Adding insult to injury late into the game, Jake Harmon scores with uh, 5.34 remaining in the game, his 10th of the year for Westchester, and then with the second left, Kevin Seaman, his second of the year, 8-1, to one, too many to not enough. Towson outshot 54-24 to 24 as Dan Ludwig uh, wears that one, 46 saves on that. Uh, game Towson they will play the crab pot as well like I said earlier they will take on uh, they will take on Maryland in the first round and uh, then they wrap up their season against Temple on the 26th we will talk about that after we talk about crab pot 
next week. The University of Maryland women were back in action. They were uh, hitting the ice again as uh, they took on the University of Pennsylvania, the Quakers, in this. And the Quakers get up early. Aaron Marble, even strength goal midway through the uh, or first part of the first period, makes it one to nothing. And then the Terps really woke up in this one. The second period was all theirs. 105 in, Christina Karabanova on the power play, ties the game up from uh, Eileen Kilkerney and Lauren Wraith. And we're, we're good to go there. And then 1305, Michelle Reynoso pots one home, makes it two to one Terps. Lauren Wraith, another assist for her. Uh, and then, with under five minutes remaining, Eliana Skogholm with a, a goal, with Elaine Kilcary with that, another assist there. Three to one going into the break. Maryland was not done there again. Another early goal this time from Elizabeth Braun. Even strength all alone. Four to one Maryland there. Then 425 in. Yusra Hussein with the goal. Five to one Maryland now. They won't stop. Can't stop. Eh eh. As Elizabeth Braun gets her second of the period and end of the game, making it 6-1 to one from Anna Nardone. But then UPenn gets one back. Lachlan March on the power play makes it 6-2. to two. Then a lot of goals late into the frame, uh, starting with Elizabeth Braun getting the hat trick in this one, 7-2 with under two minutes remaining. Pennsylvania gets one back 21 seconds later with Katie uh, Portakowski, even strength. And then with 23 seconds remaining, Ashley Hill for Maryland. Makes it 8-3. to three. That's where we stand. As uh, there you go. A big win. Sydney Moller, uh, Molnair for Maryland gets the win in net. And then there we go. Uh, Maryland getting off to a great start there. And they, uh, yeah, they take it. They take it on home country roads. Maryland, too, had a made-up game, make-up game against the, uh, against Westchester. And while there's no score sheet on that, doesn't even look to be a scheduled game anywhere, but they win 10-1. to according to their uh, Instagram feed, and I'm taking the Instagram feed as a good source. So uh, there's that. Maryland now awaits their fate. I think the rankings should be put out uh, t- today or tomorrow about what's going to happen with the DVCHC playoffs, and we'll have all the action here uh, when that's announced. And we'll have that uh, next week. Playoffs, playoffs, baby, playoffs. Let's go. The Loyola Greyhounds go up to Delaware for their last regular season game of the season. And uh, it was a penalty-filled affair for Loyola as they went to the box 12 times in this. It was not uh, too grand of a situation for them. But first period, no goals against, no goals for. Outshot 19-3, to though. Grace Lunder standing on her head. Uh, Loyola did get on the board first. However, on a power play, Sophia Theodore with her eighth of the year just on the doorstep. Uh, just the puck lane in the crease. She puts it home for her eighth of the year. Caitlin Cavanaugh, second assist, and Madeline Webb, her third assist. But that's when things stop being so grand. Uh, minutes after that, Angelita Murdo with her third of the year on the power play for the Blue Hens. Then Julia Nemeth with her seventh of the season quickly after that, 30 seconds after that. And then Mia Bonfilo with 37 seconds remaining, her second of the year. That puts the Blue Hens up. 3-1 to one going into the third, and it was all Blue Hens once again uh, in this. As uh, Sam Schultz gets things going on the power play for her seventh of the year, Emily Gallagher then late into the frame, her fourth of the season, and then Sam Schultz again, her eighth of the year. And uh, that's all she wrote, 6-1 to one the final in this one. Grace Lunder, 62 saves. Just a shooting gallery, and it was really it was quite one-sided. But when you have ten skaters and you're taking a ton of pe- uh, penalties, as it is, that kind of ruins a lot of things. Kind of stops uh, everything in its tracks. But 
Loyola now, they will wait to see what happens. I don't know what the, like I said, the DVCHC playoffs makes me scared, makes me a little bit, makes me cry a little bit trying to do any kind of infractions. But we'll see what happens with that. We'll report back next week and uh, see, hopefully, things uh, going better for Loyola, maybe moving onward and upward. And here I am a day later, sounding a little bit awful because the game sheet app wasn't working on the CHF website, hoping the next day, A, I would be healthier, B, it would be up. Uh, neither, neither happened. So here we are. We're just going to kind of scrounge for things uh, around the area. Um, first off, UMBC, they posted their results. They uh, went up to Susquehanna and uh, 8-4 victory for that squad, pushing them to seven wins on the season. But they trucked back down to Laurel, Maryland to take on the D3 for the Terrapins. Terrapins D3 won 5-4 in this one. So UMBC splits the weekend with Maryland taking an advantage on that. Uh, UMBC will uh, close out the regular season against uh, York, going up to York, PA for that one, and then they will travel back down 83, checking out Reisterstown, take on Stevenson's Division Three team, and uh, huzzah, huzzah, and then that will be playoffs after that in the CHF, and they have one more game against Johns Hopkins on March 5th. Don't know why that is, kind of after the playoffs. Seems a little weird, but... Who am I to say? Who am I to say? Loyola also played this weekend. They won two to nothing, uh, and uh, that's about all we know of that game. Aside from the update they posted on uh, on their Instagram stories, the problem with the stories is the uh, it lasts for 24 hours. So unfortunately, can't get a real uh, real good pitch on that. So uh, that's the end of that story. Of course, we said uh, Stevenson's D three. Uh, they're taking on UMBC next week. However, this week, they went down to Knoxville to take on the Volunteers D3 squad. Saturday's game, a little bit tightly contested, 6-4. to four. Stevenson comes up on the short end, but they try to get revenge the next day, and Tennessee was ready for them. The Volunteers shut them out 4 to nothing uh, at the Knoxville Ice, uh, or Civic Center, home of the Knoxville Ice Bears. Uh, so, uh, got to have all that stuff there. Stevenson... We'll now take on uh, Johns Hopkins, a home weekend for the D3 Stevenson squad as they take on Johns Hopkins uh, Saturday night, or, uh, yep, Saturday night, and then Sunday afternoon they take on UMBC, a very Balmer County uh, home derby, as it were, or derby if you're British. The Salisbury University Ice Gulls were supposed to take on the Massachusetts Maritime Academy, but that got canceled at the end of December, so they were looking for some opponents. And uh, Loyola stepped up on this instance, but uh, unfortunately, uh, no score was given in that. So that was the other game that Loyola had. Uh, they won two to nothing the night before uh, against uh, some jabroni team, and then uh, they took on the Ice Skulls. Looks like the there was a nice little snipe uh, from one of the Ice Skulls players, but no final score given. Uh, it's all right. It happens. Uh, they are going to Newport News next week. They will take on. Uh, Christopher Newport University before the DBCHC playoffs, which are in Aston, Pennsylvania on the 24th and 26th, also announced was their retro jerseys. They had a nice little uh, re retro jerseys cooked up with uh, Verbero Hockey. That is on their Twitter, on their Instagram, and also on the uh, Chesapeake Hockey Week Twitter that uh, I reposted on that. Uh, all the proceeds go, or some, a portion of the proceeds, I would say, will benefit the team in the grand scheme of things, uh, you can customize your name or number, um, and uh, it'll be shipped after the store is closed up. It's closing up February 27th, so you got a couple weeks 
to get your order in if you want to. So go ahead, check it out. It's a crisp, the yellow, crisp yellow jersey with just gulls down the front. Looks clean, very clean jersey uh, to add to their arsenal of the maroon and gold. So go ahead, check it out uh, on their Twitter, SU Goals Hockey, uh, or you can check out the Chesapeake Hockey Week uh, Twitter, Chesapeake HW Pod, and there it is right there. So there's that. Um, we will uh, get to some players here in a second, but before that, a public service announcement. As, uh, like I said earlier, Crab Pot is this weekend, and you better get your tickets early and get them often. Buy a lot of tickets is what I'm saying. Uh, Friday night, 5.30 p.m. starts it off. Towson and Maryland, 8.30 p.m. Navy and Stevenson. Cons- uh, a consolation game on Saturday for the two, uh, two, two teams that don't win, the losers on Friday night, and the championship game, 8.30 on Saturday. Uh, to get tickets, 410-293-9700. That's 410-293-9700. All games are going to be the Brigade Sports Complex. Please go ahead, support college hockey in the region. Uh, if, if you're not going to Western Pennsylvania to support the Black Bears, go down to Annapolis, support all four of these teams. I don't care if you're an alumni of any of these teams. I don't care if you went to any of the schools. If you know the schools, and you have to because you're listening to this podcast, you have to because I droned on and on about them the entire five seasons we've done this. Go ahead, check it out. 410-293-9700. That's 410-293-9700. Get your tickets. It's affordable, guys. It's like 10 bucks. You can you, Come on. Let's go. We can do this. We can support college hockey, boost it up, and it's the most wonderful time in college hockey for Maryland teams. Four Maryland teams getting in there. These should be pretty good matchups. Honestly, when you look at it, Towson has had a rough year. University of Maryland has had a solid year. The question is, is Liam Eaton going to be in the lineup because he's rostered up in the Quebec uh, midget tur- or the Peewee tournament uh, with Team Maryland, uh, one of the, the I think the Double A team. With uh, former uh, former Mount St. Joe alum Russ Smith at the helm, so uh, it, you know, will he be back for this game? Did he go to Quebec? I don't know. Uh, but uh, Maryland's a high-scoring team. They have a solid team, just top top to bottom. So to pit them against the D1 team in Towson, we will see what happens. Maryland best at Towson, I believe, last year uh, in the Crab Pot to advance to the final game. Then you got Navy and Stevenson. An interesting matchup here. Stevenson really. Put work in at the second half of the season has always put work in against Navy. Their uh, the game that they had against Navy in the 2020 Crab Pot tournament is one that just stands out to me. Uh, it was uh, the early early years of Stevenson's uh, club program pushed Navy to an overtime game, and those pictures are up on the Face Off Hockey Show Facebook page. Johnny P went down there for that event and took some photos there. So. Um, should be a good matchup. Stevenson also coming off a uh, very good second half of the season. Like I said, and Navy's undefeated in ECHA play. They're going to nationals. They're, this is going to be a tune-up for the ECHA playoffs for them too, because they're going to have a couple weeks off before that happens. So you know they're going to be hungry for it too. Should be a good one. Four one zero two nine three nine seven zero zero. Get your tickets now, and uh, it should be a good time. We'll talk about that next week on the podcast. Let's get to some players. Micah Berger staying solid in uh, in Wenatchee with a goal and an assist on Saturday night and an assist on Friday night as Wenatchee splits the weekend against the uh, Nanaimo Clippers and the Coquitlam Express. Express, Of course, Express is the one I do it, not Coquitlam. Uh, but, uh, yeah, a good uh, churn for him. He is at 45 points in 42 games. That's better than a point per game. 
as he awaits to go to Miami in two in this this fall, I do believe. Lacey Eaton had an assist in the tie on Friday uh, as Wisconsin took on Minnesota in a border battle. I think she I, she had a secondary assist on the sixth goal, I want to say. It doesn't look like she got credit for it on Saturday night's game. But in any case, officially, she has 35 points in 31 games, 16 goals, 19 assists for Lacey Eaton out of Annapolis, Maryland. Stephen Holiday had an assist in Friday night's defeat uh, that Ohio State had against Notre Dame. They bounced back for a tie on Saturday, but he did not equate in that. 31 points in 30 games for the freshman out of Glenwood, Maryland, and a fourth-round pick of the Ottawa Senators. you got to like that uh, for the area hockey, don't you? Johnny Molera putting up some points up there in South Virginia University in D3. 10 goals and 24 points in 18 games with the D3 squad. Of you know, A lot of D3 teams don't have their game individuals, so can't really break it down from a fundamental standpoint that way. But a solid look uh, from him after uh, trying to go to, uh, you know, not really fitting into Maine's programs uh, up in D1 and, and really making a name for himself now uh, back down in D3. Uh, Evan Orlaw for the Maine Nordiques had an assist on Saturday night in the wild game against the Maryland Black Bears, which they uh, lost, but they had a split and took three points out of the weekend. So Orloff being a, a, a catalyst or, or, you know, trying to help this team out to get the final playoff spot in a tight East division. We'll close out with Jack Spicer. Is, uh, he had a, a night off on Friday night for the Waterloo Blackhawks as they get a win against Tri-City, and then he gets the night on for the 3-2 win against Tri-City. 35 saves in that one. Overtime duty there. That pushes his record to 19-6-0 and with a 2.83 goals against and an 8.97 save percentage. Well, we've done it. We struggled to get there. We had some day quill. Uh, we had a rough, rough sleep <laughs> between the first part of this recording and the second part of this recording, but we got there. Thank you all for bearing with me. Thank you all for listening. I appreciate uh, you guys taking the time out of your schedule to listen to me. Again, you can go to uh, Naval, the Naval Academy uh, Twitter, twitter.com slash Navy Hockey. You can get tickets there for the Crab Pot, 410-293-9700. And if you can't go, one reason or another, uh, it's all good in the hood. We'll have a recap of it next week as we get to the nitty-gritty of the schedule. Some playoffs for Stevenson's NCAA squad as well. Uh, And then the final weekend of regular season for the NCAA uh, Stevenson women uh, for that too. Of course, also DBCHC women's playoffs as well. A lot of stuff going on as we wind down the season. Team Maryland's got some games too. Very critical games for them as well. So catch us next week. I'm Scotty Watts. Take care of yourself and someone else. This has been Chesapeake Hockey Week, part of the Face Off Hockey Show Media Faction and Podcast Monsters. Hey, uh, Chesapeake HW Pod, that's where you can find us on the uh, Twitter and Clutch and Crab Hockey on Facebook. So enjoy your week. Be safe. Uh, be healthy. Uh, and, uh, you know, take care of your bodies. I'm talking to myself. And we'll play that clutching crab hockey, and we'll see you next week. Peace.